Hello. This is Ben's bedtime stories. We've been profusely pre-drinking. Profusely pre-drinking. Profusely all evening. <laughs> Got so much time for that. Because we're off to this a really is, strong start in this podcast. This is one of the best guys. It's a bad one, and I'm sorry. I'm. Do you know what? I'm going to say it now. This is the worst story of all time, and I learned about this a couple of years ago, and so therefore you're going to have to learn about it, Ben. And I apologise. Um, but we're going to first have book corner because we like recommending books. So. I don't like recommending books. You don't. You I've don't. Ne- I've finished about three books in about ten years. Ten years, yeah. Okay, so first book corner. Never did get onto that Johnny Ron book, and it did get to the bottom of that situation. Because we never did watch that film either. No, we didn't ever watch Seven Nights. So we've got to do that. Yeah, right. we'll do that. Um, I'm currently reading Schindler's List. Did you know Schindler was actually a bit of a womanizer? No, you didn't know that. Have you seen Schindler's List? No. Oh no, it's brilliant. Right, we're gonna we're gonna watch that something. Uh, I'm gonna buy the DVD. Yes. It's really cute. It's got Liam Neeson so, in. Yeah, he's yeah. the hero. And it's a real story. It's it's beautiful. Honestly, the first time I saw it I cried. Does he like fall in love with a Jew or something? No, he's no, like no, a German. No. Okay, so the quick right, outline okay, of Schindler's on. List is he's a German I'm sure he's German. He's basically um supporter of the Nazis. He wears the Nazi badge. But he has a factory and he has Jewish workers and basically when he sees what happens to the Jews, he realises this is wrong. And so he has a list of all of his workers and he actually saves them through the Holocaust. He literally goes into Auschwitz where a group of his women were taken and he goes into Auschwitz and bribes the Nazi guards and he's like, give me my women back. They're my workers. Under the pretense of like they work for me, so I'm going to save them. But actually, he's like, I want to save these Jews. And at the end of it, they actually, they actually write him a letter of saying, like, we know this man was a Nazi, but he saved our lives. It's a beautiful, heartwarming story, and that shows you've not seen it. So we're going to watch it, right? Um, I've seen it. Okay, so that's the. Oh, to be fair, I don't think I paid an awful lot of attention. I, I remember oh, seeing some uncomfortable too. scene oh, it's with like somebody. He's like a Jew who feels like she needs to sleep with a Nazi so that if she lives. Oh, well, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I'm confusing it with other films, to be honest. There's a lot of films about Nazi mistreatment of yeah. Jewish people. Um, Silka's Journey is a great book for that, although I'm sure many of you have read that. That's a, that's a good one for um, dealing with the whole Nazis and the um, sexual elements, I guess, of the war. Um, but the first book I'm going to plug to you this week is Serial Killers at the Movies. Um, I got this book for Christmas from my friend Beth. Um, thank you, Beth. I love it. It's every serial killer that has been in films. Um, ones that were inspired for the movies, uh, ones that were based on real life. And it's written by a man called Christopher Berry D. And he did a book called Talking with Serial Killers, which me and Beth actually went to a car boot and I picked that book up for like 50p. And it's fucking great. So that's a good one. Um, the next book I read recently was called A Killer's Confession and A Mother's Fight for the Truth by Karen Edwards. And that was about um, ITV did a drama called A Confession. Do you remember watching that, Ben? Stephen Culture? Yeah, I remember you talking Policeman. about it, yeah. Um, and it's basically this mother's fight to try and get her daughter's killer brought to justice. The policeman who um, had this killer, I'm going to call him a serial killer because he definitely is, in his car 
and basically uh, Chris didn't Halliwell, read his rights properly or yeah, something like that. Chris Halliwell, the killer, who'd confessed to murdering this girl, said, do you want another one? And Stephen Fulcher didn't read the man his rights, but said, yes, take me to the body. So they found this poor girl, Becky Goddard, um, and it's all about Becky's mum and, and trying to get justice because he didn't read the man his rights. Um, basically, it wasn't admissible in court. And that man got away for many years over Becky's murder, even though he admitted to killing her and showing the police where the body was. It honestly, it it, it had me in actual tears of it throughout this book. It was it, it's really good. I definitely recommend it. Um, also, it gives you a real deep insight to people that have had drug addictions and why they get there. Um, and the lengths they resort to, like sex work to cover their drug abuse, and it, yeah, it's just a yeah, because it's a whole a lot of sex workers <laughs> fall into, isn't it? But it, it, you don't often think about the journey to get there. You just, no, you just you think of the end result of like, oh, that's a skaghead on yeah on the streets. And there was so much at Sean O'Callaghan's murder, who um, uh, Chris Hallowell murdered the first girl. There was a lot of that's why he went to court was for this girl's murder and actually Becky Goddard although yes she was a heroin addict and she was a sex worker but her life is 110% just as important as Sean O'Callaghan's and just because somebody has fell into that trap of abuse and addiction and sex work does not mean that her life is not important like almost because just because they didn't treat their life importantly yeah. Um, with the with the importance that it deserves doesn't mean that we shouldn't as a society. Absolutely not. Um, cover your ears if you don't want spoilers quickly. Definitely best time Um But yeah, please, please look for that book. It's uh, Honestly, I think you can get it in the works for like a couple of quid, so definitely. Um, right, but anyway, this is the worst story I'm going to tell you, Ben. It's all uphill from here. I'm really sorry. <laughs> You've got to hear it if I had to find this out. So, um... A bit like that picture I sent you the other day, which we won't talk about publicly on the podcast. The picture? If I had to see it, you had to see it. I don't know what you're you talking, know what about, picture I'm talking about, and we're going to wait until later for you to discuss that with me off. This. You know what picture I'm talking about. Um, I might make a few jokes out of this, and that is purely because it is so abhorrent, I'm going to have to try and make light of it, and I absolutely promise you this is not me making a joke out of the victim um we do try and make a bit of a comedy on this podcast but it is really really rough um so if i do make any jokes throughout this it's not intended towards the victim and it is just because of how dark this story is and it's already bad enough right now we don't want to be too sad okay so are you ready for your bedtime story ben i'm born ready um this is about a young woman I'm really sorry, everyone's going to know who this is, uh, called Junko Furuta. Have you heard of her? I have not. Um, she was a 17-year-old year old high school student um, in Koto City, Tokyo. Oh. Oh, do you know it? I, what, I mean, I don't know, maybe. Go right, on. Right, okay. Um, there's, there's a few... Um, comments about this girl. She was a very hard working, really um, well... Uh, oh, she was. She's Japanese. They're all hard working. She had really good grades. She was a brilliant student. She really tried hard at school. She was fantastic. At, you know, um, she she was just 
no problem to anyone. She was a, a gorgeous, lovely, hardworking girl. Um, what was it they say on your, on your podcast? Sweet baby angel. A sweet baby angel, yeah. She, we need our own for that one. She lived with her family um, and she was saving up. She was working part-time in the evenings and she was saving up for a trip after she graduated high school. Um, she wanted to go away and enjoy herself for a bit. So, um, November 25th, 1988. I'm going to do my best to pronounce these names. Hiroshi Mayano, who was 18, um, went out with his friend, Nobuharu Minato. I feel like you're not too bad on these so far. I don't know because I can't see him written down, but I feel like you're not actually doing too bad a job with that. So well done, you. It's not. So they. It's nothing to do with that. Right from the start, they uh, these two men, boys, are not very nice. They are in, they are going out with the intention to rob and rape women. Um, and at 8.30 in the evening, they spot Faruta. She's cycling home from work, minding her own business. And Mayano orders Minato to go and kick her off her bicycle and then to just run and leave the scene. So he does. Um, and Mayano walks past and pretends to be a witness. And um, he approaches her and offers to walk her home to get her safe. However, he doesn't walk home safely. He leads her to a warehouse. Warehouse. A warehouse. We should um, not have drank pre-drank as much as we did. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Ben. You're going to need it. Put it this way: I think of Sylvia Likens. Do you remember that story we did about that girl? Was it the one that like she like abused kids with like a chair leg and stuff? Like, no, that chair. you're thinking of the one in the UK. Sylvia Likens was the girl who was abused by not only her. Uh, oh yeah, we watched a film about it. I don't know if we did. Um, all the kids beat her and stuff, and all the people was looking after her. She basically yeah, because the film like overly overly sympathised yes. with the mum yes. in that family, yeah, and she it, yeah. like they like wrote that I'm know? a whore on her tummy and that's stuff. That's it, like. yeah, 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 that one. Okay, it's I honestly think of Sylvia Likens as one of the worst stories I've heard of. Um, Junko Furuto is the the worst. Yeah, the worst. This is it makes Sylvia Likens look like she had a good time. Okay, go on. There we go. So, um, this is where he actually... It's she did not have a good time. She we we don't think time. that she had a good no. time, it's comparison. Absolutely not. So, um, he leads her to a warehouse, and this is where he tells her that he has connections to the Yazuka. Yakuza? Yakuza. I'm sorry, I literally am looking at the word right now. Yakuza. So, <laughs> you've heard of it? I've heard of the Yakuza, yeah, it's, it's famous. What do you know about them? It's like an infamous... Japanese kind of mafia basically mm. isn't it okay so a little bit of um, background on them they are they are essentially the Japanese mafia um, the Yakuza are known for their strict code of conduct um, their organized nature and several unconventional ritual practices um, which includes the amputation of their left little finger a bit weird um, how they drink tea that's a British thing though isn't it one drinking tea, and two the pinky thing. That, yeah. That's a, you know. We don't actually do that. I personally like to put my ring finger up whilst I'm drinking tea. Oh. Um. You're a rebel. I am. So members of the yakuza are often described as males wearing sharp suits with heavily tattooed bodies and slicked hair. They tattoo. They tattoo their faces in some instances, they don't do they? they? If that. I, like as a like a members thing. Like a, yeah. Okay. So people know that it's them. Um, and 
the Yakuza is regarded as being one of the, the most sophisticated and wealthiest criminal organisations around the world. So, not good. Um, Can we just so take yeah. a minute to appreciate... Sorry, this is not the best comment for an entirely audio uh -huh. form of media, but can we just take a minute to appreciate this award on my desk? What is it? Looks like a fist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to regret saying that. Thanks for playing GTA. Huh. Um, so, let's get straight into the dark stuff. Um, he obviously tells her about his links to this group and then he rapes her in the warehouse. Um, he takes her to a nearby hotel and he rapes her again and threatens to kill her. And it's this point from the why hotel... Does he, why does he bother to take her from the uh, warehouse I, I, to the I hotel? I think maybe it's like a... I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Back Maybe. Well. Yeah. Um, so, this is where, from I the hotel... Huh? I need bed springs. Yes, maybe. Weird. But go on. Very weird. Um, Mayano calls Minato um, from the hotel. And he also calls their friends Joe Ogura and Yasushi Watanabe. And he's bragging about the fact that he's raped this girl. Um... Agura says, keep her there, because then we can get more men to come to the hotel and assault her. So, um, this this group, this four, these four young lads, men, have a history of gang rape. And they previously did this to another girl, but they let her go. Um, it gets to 3am, and Miyano, the one that first took her, um, takes Veruta to a nearby park where the other three are waiting. And they obviously find her bag with her school books in it, and that's how they find her address. And oh, sad school books. I know it's awful. Like, and they not that you want to be raped as an adult, Eve, but when you've got school books, I know she life. was literally just trying hard to get through school, graduate, and then she she's just working hard in the evenings. Like it's just so sad. Um, and they basically tell her that Yakuza members are going to kill her family if she tries to escape. So don't try and escape. Which, I mean, you'd probably be terrified because I'm assuming everyone in Japan would know about this. I mean, we know about the Yakuza. Yeah, so... It's obviously yeah. that level of, like, infamy. So they take her to a house that is owned by Minato's parents, which they use as a, like, a hangout spot. And that's where the, uh, the four men... Uh, gang raper and that is literally her first night um two days later on the... rape what? <laughs> three times three but times like but men. yeah yeah um so two days later on the 27th of november her parents contact the police because she's obviously been missing and this is not two like her two days later i literally thought the same Two I'm not being funny. Days. If it was like a couple of hours past when our kids are supposed to be in when they're teenagers, I'd be like, "What the? F where the fuck yeah, are you?" you? Wouldn't, all right, you wouldn't call the police a few hours past the point you like tried to reach out to them. But two days later, well, how complacent must these parents be? But she was a trusted girl, so maybe yeah, but, they just I mean, trusted is one thing. Two days later, you're in for. A... I mean, you got a bit blood on your hands there, parents. Sorry. Uh, right, well, there we go. Um, okay, so at this point, they realise, obviously, the police must be involved, so they actually force her to call her mother and say, look, I'm fine, I'm with friends, I'm safe, but I, I'm running away, I'm not coming home. 
Um, so it took them two days to work out that, like, the police would be involved. Yeah. And then do that. Yeah. So she made that call two days later. Yeah. What the ever-loving fuck. Yeah. Can um, just... Minato's parents arrive, and she is forced to pretend to be Minato's girlfriend to try and keep things under wraps. But Minato's parents know that he's into some dodgy shit. And when they realise that, ah, it's alright, actually, they're not going to call the police, they let this facade drop. Um, and Minato's parents don't even intervene because they are aware of the fact their son is involved with the accuser con- and he has connections there and they are... They're scared of it. They're terrified, yeah. So they don't do anything. Um, and he's also violent towards his parents, probably because of his involvement with this. So they don't want to do anything. So he's a big gangster, he's still at home with mum and dad? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Minato's brother was also there and he also didn't intervene. Intervene. I'm sorry. So. They. Right, Ben, I'm really sorry. This is where it's going to get awful. This is a massive trigger warning for anyone that doesn't want to hear anything horrific. Um, this is where they, they decide to hold her captive in this house. They invite and encourage Yakuza members and friends and anyone to come over and, and rape and torture her. It's estimated over 100 men. A hundred. Yeah. Um, the Why four... would they like? What I mean. The... Okay. The fuck. Like... I know. Yeah. This this is the How worst. Can you... uh, okay, I can't rationalise rape you in can't. any way, really, in no. any way, shape, or form. But it's one thing if it's like obviously rape has a broad spectrum, and it you know different things are classed as sexual assault we've had a conversation about that we'll have a, yeah. a more in-depth recorded conversation about that at some point another time yeah but you know different things quite vary on sexual assault but and in some cases not all not a lot but mm-hmm. in some cases there's confusion about consent in yeah. some cases there are Crimes of passion almost in a way that they got carried away. Yeah. And they're rapists and they're sick, but they're not like tying them up and it's not premeditated. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, there are cases where that somebody gets carried away where yeah. like, maybe they were about to have sex. She says no. He's like, right, yeah. well, I'm not stopping. And That's those it. kind of stories. But how could you find 100 people in a short radius of space that are that willing? Yeah. Like, Imagine being like the 80th person to go I in that wonder... 24-hour space. Like, or, or like the 99th person. Mm. And at what point did the 100th person go, like, well, that's, that's quite clearly enough. No I wonder if that shows how massive the Yakuza is. What, so like it was like a ritual? I don't know. Like, I don't uh, know how big they are, but there's a lot oh, of I mean, members. Enormous, yeah, like, so this is what I'm wondering. Maybe it's just like a, a, it's just a sheer... Yeah, it's just a sheer volume of members they have, which is really scary. No, they have far more than 100 members. Oh, yeah, I know that. But anyway, um, the four men who have kidnapped her in this house, they state that they raped her at least 400 times alone. Right, um, here's the dark bit. You ready? I'm going to try and read this as quickly as I can. Let's get through it. It's horrible. I'm really sorry. I apologise, Ben. I love you. Um, So they beat her. They starved her. They hung her from the ceiling and used her as a punch bag. They dropped barbells on her stomach. They forced her to eat live cockroaches. 
They forced her to drink her own urine. They forced her to masturbate in front of them all. They forced her to dance and sing whilst being beaten. They inserted objects into her, in every way you can imagine, including a lit light bulb and lit fireworks. They burned her genitals with cigarettes and lighters. They poured hot wax onto her eyelids. They tore off her left nipple with pliers. They pierced her breasts with sewing needles. Why? Um, and when she slipped in and out of consciousness throughout all of this absolute abhorrent torture, they would dunk her head in a bucket of, bucket of water to wake her up and carry on. There we go. I'm sorry, I had to get through that really quickly because it's really fucking rough. Yeah, and obviously you had to yeah. skip over the hanging bit. Uh, well, I don't know we. I don't know what they mean by that, but yeah. I yeah, they like, kind of yeah. hung her by the neck because... She would have died. Yeah. I'm assuming by her wrists, but not nice. Um... Right, so we're just going to take a big deep breath, everyone. So, it's been quite a few days they've got her, and this is all horrific what they've done to her. She does attempt to ring the police. How? Uh, fuck knows. Surely um, they ain't left her with her phone. No. So, Mayano catches her and realises she tried to ring the police. So he rings the police back and says, I'm sorry, that was a mistake, don't worry leave it so they do we're gonna have to go through this quickly i'm really sorry maybe they're complicit <sighs> who fucking knows like oh it's the yakuza i'm not messing with that shit y- you never know that's a yakuza address like mm-hmm. they must know where these people are to a certain extent well they or... said it wasn't his house it was a house his parents owned so i think maybe it was an additional property that maybe they used it as a as a hangout so maybe that wasn't where he initially lived um here we go. Uh, her punishment for ringing the police. The four men decide to douse her legs and feet in lighter fluid and they set her on fire. Um, she lives through this. They push a... I'm really sorry, Ben. They push a large bottle into her anus, um, causing severe internal bleeding. This is when her body goes into convulsions. Um, during the trial, and this is where we're going to try and make light of this situation because of these cunts, they thought she was faking the seizure, so they set her on fire again. Because... I, I, I can't even. Because they um, just don't have any understanding of humans. I don't understand... Oh, I can't get my head around it. She survives these injuries and they continue to still rape her. As horrible as it sounds to say, right? Yeah. I'd love to understand what takes somebody to get to that point in their psyche, like their own journey in their life, to get to that point in their psyche where they do not question the fact that they just shoved a big bottle up somebody's bum after having them raped 400 times plus, or raped by 100 men or whatever else, Mm -hmm. that this could, and and, you know, like cutting them and setting them on fire and ripping off their nipples and all this business, to the point where they would not question Wait a minute, she, she's probably faking those convulsions. Literally. Like, how could you be that disconnected from yeah. general sense of humanity to understand that that's probably pretty legit? That I mean, there's a, it's a difficult thing to fake. Like, if you can fake that, you are an incredible actor or actress. Uh, do you know what amazes me about this? And this is the what only... Cube, the ice cubes you can hear rattling, by the way, the whiskey that I'm drinking try and deal with this story I, I mean you do need it i did warn you um i the bit that amazes me throughout the story is how much the the human body can stand 
I am amazed at this point she is still alive. It breaks my heart for her that she was going through this, but I honestly don't know how she was still alive at this point. But there is a big fact, I mean, maybe we can talk about this on another episode, uh, between nature and nurture. A lot of people do wonder whether it is, uh, whether people are born evil or whether it's a thing that is learned. Um, I don't think anybody can be born evil, can they? I mean, you say that, but think of the Boulder murder. I don't know. It. Anyway. Yeah, but there has to have been something in their childhood to have made them. Yeah. Like, you know, even if it's just something as innocent as their parents are really, really nice people. But he was taken in by the Yakuza and they did showed him how to do this. Not even that. I don't know. Like, I was going back to the Bulger thing, but like, oh, okay. say if it was something like their parents are, are nice, nice enough people, or whatever, or they really tried to be good people, and it just happens that, uh, you know, maybe they, one of the lads saw something on the TV, and the other one was influenced by the other lad. I mean, well, that's like, what they tried to blame to, it on, wasn't it? Not to that extent, but when I was a kid, yeah, mm-hmm. my cousin, God rest his soul. Yeah. He could have told me anything and I'd believe it. And he could tell me anything and I'd do it. Really? Pretty much. Oh. So, obviously, like, Michelle's a wonderful person and Aaron wasn't, you know, a messed up psychopath. Yeah. Oh. Um, he had his problems, but... He did. Um, you know, he wasn't a fucking messed up psychopath and... and, and no. But it didn't encourage me to do anything stupid like that. No. But... Honestly, like you can be that easily influenced as well. Like, yeah, I, I just, but I, I'm so curious about what, what leads somebody like I say to me. I don't want to know their backstory particularly. Like, they don't I don't it, think but. anything could justify it. I really don't, because, as much as we often hear about people having traumatic backgrounds, it does not. You know, your abusers' abuse does not justify how they treat you. No, of so, course, and I wouldn't dream of saying that it does. I don't know. That. It's such a difficult one because oh, it's not that. I don't think it does excuse it, but I just no. wonder how someone could become that disconnected as yeah. a human that they think it's okay. Yeah. Like you know, murders that are like I said before, a bit like rapes that are crimes of passion or whatever, like spur of the moment things, mm. or even if it's a premeditated thing for a reason, like a oh you know she's gonna tell my wife about me yeah. or yeah. those kind of things. I don't agree with them, but I can kind of understand how they come about. But I can't oh, yeah. get into no. any kind of understanding about I how... I can't understand this at all. I think it's just pure evil. It really is. Um, so, anyway. She does survive these injuries. Um, and they are still continuing to rape her. And um, it, it's been quite a few weeks that she's been with them. She asks them... Do they wash her at any point? I know that's a really I, I don't know, but there is more we can touch on that in a minute because it does get yeah okay I can understand where you're going with this. Um, she asks them on multiple occasions, just kill me and get it over with. I mean, wouldn't you rather? You literally yeah, would rather die, yeah, wouldn't yeah, you? Rather, yeah. Like there's always I survived stories. But n- and there are always there's harrowing, a line, and there's yeah. always the amount that you want to go through. But by that point, you're just so oh absolutely yeah. Like I can't after, imagine. After one or two rapes, some people would rather be dead. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Or being in one abusive relationship, you've been repeatedly raped. You would, but like, 
Yeah. If to go through all of this. raped her over 100 times each, and then over 100 people raped her... And then all this abuse. It's the... It's the setting her alight that really gets me. Like, that absolutely terrifies yeah, it's a, me. It's a bit like drowning in the yeah. It's just one of the it's, worst possible It overwhelms you. It's just you. terrifying. Yeah. So yeah. Um but however they refuse to kill her. Um they they force her to sleep outside on the balcony. They lock her in a freezer. Um and her injuries to her hands and legs are so severe. That they notice it takes her over an hour to drag herself to the toilet. Which I'm surprised she can even do. Um, However, obviously due to the extent of her injuries and burns, she loses um, bladder control. So they beat her for urinating on the floor. Um, She's unable to drink water or eat. She vomits after each attempt, which increases further beatings. Because I guess her body just can't fucking hack it. It just can't take anything in. Yeah, all of her internal organs are fucking moved around. Yeah, definitely. So her face by this point is so swollen and her body is so crippled and she's obviously burnt and they're not taking care of these wounds so she's starting to rot. And this, obviously, this rotting on her is giving off a smell and this means that the boys lose interest in her sexually. So they go out and they kidnap and they gang rape a 19-year-old girl on her way home from work, similar to Furuta. Um, in 1989, on the 4th of January, Mayano loses a game of Mahjong, um, the popular board game. I know game. what Mahjong is, yeah. Yeah. So he decides to take his anger out on Furuta. I'm going to do another quick thing. Um, he beats her with an iron bell. He places candles on her eyes so she gets burnt with hot wax. He forces her to stand on her feet so he can beat her feet with sticks. Um, And she falls onto a stereo unit and she starts fitting. And there's pus coming from the infected burns on her. So the boys decide to wrap their hands in plastic bags because they don't want to touch her. Um, They carry on beating her they drop exercise balls on her stomach and they pour light fluid on her thighs arms face and stomach she is trying to put herself out at this point and she can't she gradually becomes unresponsive and she dies and this attack lasted two hours this is what eventually kills her um minato's brother calls him and says i think she's died and he is scared of his brother and scared of repercussions so him and the group wrap Furuta in a blanket and they put her body in a bag and they put this bag into a 55 gallon drum and they fill it with wet concrete at 8 p.m they dispose of this drum in a truck in Koto Tokyo and that is it she's gone from their lives on the 23rd of January Miyano and Agura arrested for the gang rape of the 19-year-old that they took previously. Um, the 29th of March, which makes me think, why on earth were they not kept inside if they were done for gang raping a 19-year-old? But... It's fucked, isn't it? Have you ever heard of the Rubinho thing? Have I told you yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah. He's a Brazilian form footballer. He was a megastar, played for Real Madrid. Um, when he was at AC Milan at one point in his career, back when they were very, very good, 
when he was very, very good, he was part of, I believe, a ten-person gang rape. And he's still now able... I mean, all right, he lost a chunk of his career, but he's still now able to play football. Is he still playing? He's he's in Brazil. Was he convicted of it? Or was he charged? 95% certain he was convicted of it. No... Oh, that's Jail is for rich people. That's awful. And he's still playing now? As far as I'm aware. I mean, he's not playing anywhere that matters. Like, I, as horrible as it is to say. I, I don't care if he's cashing so, uh, at Audi, mate. That's bad. No. I'm going to have to look that up. I might have to do that one. Uh, I'll do it. Oh, my God, you should. We said we, we should let you do a story. Um, anyway, so uh, it gets to March the 29th and they are interrogating the police, Mayano and Agura. And the officers are very clever about this. They make Mayano think that they're aware that he's committed a murder, um, which will become irrelevant. It will become relevant in a minute. So at this point, Mayano thinks, oh my God, Agura must have confessed to what we did to Furuta. So he tells the police, he's like, okay, this is where you can find a body. This is what we did with her. And they weren't even talking about her. They were confused because they were referring to a murder of a woman and her seven-year-old son in the area. That is still unsolved to today. But they were talking about that murder. They were trying to get information on that. And now they're like, damn, we've got this other murder that's come up. Um, so, so they, they found out about it pure luck. Literally pure luck. Because nobody was going to grasp something. Oh, hell no. No. And her parents waited 48 hours missing to decide about Mm. fucking telling her. So this is when they find the drum containing Feruta's body. And she's identified by her fingerprints, which I think is fucking incredible for the um, forensic anthropologists to have managed to get her fingerprints from that. I mean, that must have been a fucking job. Um... When they find her body, I'm sorry, trigger warning, um, they find that she's still got a bottle inserted to her, into her anus and her face is unrecognisable. And it turns out, looking at her body and testing and everything, she's actually become pregnant from these repeated rapes. Um, they identified two men from the DNA inside her body called Tetsuo Nakamura and Koishi Ahara, and they were also charged with rape because they found their DNA inside this girl's body. Um, Ahara says he was actually bullied into raping her, which I, I don't know. Like maybe he was you because could see it there's in a in a gang in a gang. Yeah. Like, why won't you rape her? What? Yeah. Like not even like why won't you rape her? Why won't you fuck her? Because obviously they won't think it's no. They're, oh, they're not going to see it like that. They don't but really I care of consent. Either. I do feel like there's variance to victims in this because I feel like that it's going to be like a will you do this or die? Like there's no messing. Yeah, I mean not to harp on about it too much, but it kind of goes back uh, like even to like local county line gangs mm. like that whole thing that happened with me in Northampton. Oh god, yeah. Um, which we'll talk about in a little bit better detail. I might have we'll talked about that on this podcast at some point, but. Like there's people in the there was there's people in that county lines gang that felt like they had to they were get under involved. pressure to stab yeah. people yeah to get in to to get into this gang to make sure they were safe yeah like it's fucking mind boggling it, it is this is a county lines gang that's not anything like the yakuza no like if a county line if that county lines gang went to 
I'm sure I wouldn't want to fuck with them, but... Yeah, no. It's... No. It doesn't even bear thinking about, does it? No. Um, so... Yeah, so Ahara says that he was bullied into raping her, and this is the terrible bit. Um, he said after he left the house, he told his brother. The brother told the parents who contacted the police. Thank goodness someone's doing something right. Um, and they actually sent, at this point, two officers to the Minato house, where Futura was kept captive. And they said, there's no girl here. Like, come in, have a look. Um, honestly, you can come have a look. And because they were, like, inviting them in, the officer said, no, it's fine, don't worry about it. Like, you're obviously quite happy with us to come and look around. That's enough proof. So we won't look around. It's fine, don't worry. Like, we believe you. Um, there was a big backlash from the community for Worst this. police. Literally. Ever. If they had actually looked round that house then and found her, um, that would have been 16 days into her captive. She was held captivity. for... Into her captivity. She was held for 40 days. Had they have gone in there and then, she would have survived those injuries and she would have lived. But they didn't look. So she died. A lot of that, though, is like, would she have wanted to live? That's also another point we can touch on in a minute. Um, so Agura is arrested for um, a sexual assault and he's then re-arrested for, for Ruta's murder. Um, they also arrest Watanabe, Nobuhura and Minato and Minato's brother. So, because of their ages, the court conceals their identities because they're considered juveniles. I think it was shit. If you do this fucking shit, I would out you. Um, and this is not you. Um, the there's a journalist for this magazine. Yeah, the general. Yeah, shh. shh. Um, a journalist finds out their identities and thinks, "Do you know what? Fuck you!" And he publishes them, which I think is fucking fantastic. And he says, given the severity of Faruta's injuries and her torture, they don't deserve to have an on an 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 Anonymity. Anonymity. I hate that word. Um, Say anonymous. Anonymous. They don't deserve to be anonymous. Anonymity. (laughs) Someone find a Nemo. Anonymity. Right. So, all four of the men plead guilt, and this pisses me off. By the way, I use that word. I actually don't have any like ill meaning towards people with learning difficulties or anything like that or any kind of mental disability or condition <laughs> Harrison has a mental disability and a learning, learning difficulties I use the word spaz just lightly but I don't primarily for your wife who is yeah, indeed I, one I, I would never ever use it <laughs> I'd never ever use it to no. describe somebody who actually did have a learning disability we know that um, this pisses me off because all four men plead guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted in death rather than murder and i'm like you murdered her i don't care you don't fucking drop barbells on someone without thinking it's gonna kill them do you like just one thing on its own could have killed her i'm surprised she lived and i get the point that they appeal they they (sighs) yeah quite guilty to them to because it, it was clearly their intention to keep her alive yeah, I guess so. I'm far. chucking this drink all over me. Stop it. So we're gonna go on to the guy's sentences now, which hilarious, which I'm sorry are not good. We're not gonna enjoy this. So in nineteen ninety, 
Maiano, who was the alleged leader, was uh, given 17 years in prison. He had the fucking audacity to appeal this. So the High Court gave him an extra three years. Um, Maiano's mother actually sent Faruta's parents 50 million yen um, after selling her home. What does that relate to? I've got no idea. You fucking use Google money converter. Um, Maiano was denied parole in 2004, but in 2013 he was arrested for fraud and there was insufficient evidence, so he was released. So I'm assuming he's fucking out. Um, Minato was given four to six years. Again, had the audacity to appeal, so he was given five to nine years. He was 16 at the time. Minato's parents and brother were not charged. And Furuta's parents won a civil case against Minato's parents because it was in their property. Um, after his release, Minato moved in with his mother. He never had a job and in 2018 was arrested for an attempted murder. Um, he beat a 32-year-old man with a metal rod. About 350,000. That's not enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he beat a 32-year-old with a metal rod and slashed his throat with a knife. Uh, something to do with his... Uh, fuck knows. It's, oh, don't know. Um, Watanabe was given five to seven years. He was 17 at the time. Agura was given eight years in juvie. Um, he was 17 at the time. After he was released, he was caught boasting about his involvement with Furuta's case. Um, in 2004, he was arrested for assaulting a man. Um, he had accused this man of trying it on with his girlfriend. And he beat the man for four hours. And he said, look, I've killed before. I know how to get away with it. But he didn't get away with it. He went to prison. Hmm, yeah. Um, he was given seven years for this. And then he was released. So he is fucking out. Ogura's mother vandalised Faruta's grave, saying she ruined her son's life. I feel like she needs to be strung up. Because the audacity. I don't, I don't really think we should be in my strung up. To well, I, I'm sorry, if that was my child, I think I would have disowned him. That's too much. 100%. It's too much. Um, however, their sen sentences were regarded really short because... Um, there's laws protecting under 18s and because a lot of them were under 18 when they did this they're obviously considered as juveniles so they were given lighter sentences um the judge commented um the exceptionally grave and atrocious violence that had been afflicted on her she must have been murdered so brutally at the young age of 17 her soul must be wandering in torment and that's what he said in court um, one spectator in the gallery when she was hearing what happened to her fainted. It was that horrific. Don't blame her. Um, Faruta's mother suffered a mental breakdown that she needed a psychiatric, psychiatric treatment for. Yeah, um, like it, a mother of anyone that was murdered or just died. Just could, losing a child, yeah, easily, absolutely. Easily, easily suffer a psychiatric breakdown. But to know that she went through all of that as well and to have to be given that yeah. information. Yeah. It's Tough just to hear it. Fucking horrendous. Um, uh, it's a small country, I guess. It? It's no, it, it's really dark, isn't it? This is the worst one. Um, so apart from the fact that they waited two days, I can't believe they thought she was faking, so they fucking lit her on fire again. 
I mean, you're really pissed off at the parents. I'm um, really annoyed. Yeah. So, I'm going to read something nice that was from her funeral. Um, this is from Junko Furuta's funeral that was held on the 2nd of April, 1989. And one of her friends at the memorial... Oh man, this is going to get me. I'm going to try and not cry. Um, Jun Chan, welcome back. I have never dreamed that we would see you again in this way. I'm going to go, Ben. You must have been in so much pain, so much suffering. The happy that we made for you for the school festival, which is like their long-sleeved... Um, it's like a coat, you know, that they do up. And it obviously, it sometimes has an like emblem of any kind of... I guess like her school emblem must have been on it, like a jacket. Um that we made for the school festival look really good on you. We will never forget you. I have heard the headmaster has presented you with a graduation certificate. So we graduated together, all of us. Jun Chan, there is no more pain, no more suffering. Please rest in peace. And Faruta's intended future employer presented her parents with the uniform that she would have worn in the position she accepted. The uniform was placed in her casket. At her graduation, Faruta school principal presented her a high school diploma which was given to her parents and that is also known as the concrete encased high school murder the horrific murder of Junko Furuto yeah that's it's not good it's not good um like I said it's only up from here I had to do that one because it's so horrific and it, it just really got to me. It really did. As much as this interests me, this one really, really, like, hit hard. And it's just horrific that there's poor people out there that go through things like this. Um, and I'm really sorry. There's not much I can say apart from that. Have you got a good thought for this week? I've got two. Um, well, three actually. Get so cracking. One was just a general, like, uh, a bit of a brag, I guess. I was playing basketball earlier and just just shooting. Not obviously playing any sort of competitive game. Can I do that right now with COVID? Um, but I was shooting really, really, really well. And it was, like, better probably than at any point I had been when I used to play basketball competitively regularly all the time mm-hmm. um, and that was a really nice feeling just constantly just being able to and I shoot the hoop now just because I want to and because I enjoy it and I just love going down and just doing it and in this time where you can't really do most of the things that you want to do to be able to have this thing that I want to do and that I enjoy doing and that is available cool. is pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, the second was, just before we started the podcast, me and you were singing and dancing to a song that we both really liked. Um, and it's silly and it is completely childish but it's the, fun yeah but it was fun and it was just a really really nice memory that I'll remember for a very long time mm-hmm. um, and then thirdly is we were listening to another song called The Starting Line and 
a lot of people who listen to this will probably oh, know. Need a boy. Uh, so the song's not called Starting Line, the band's called Starting Line. Um, what was it? I can't remember now. Best of Me. What's that? And, uh, but me and Andrea went through quite a lot of shit last year. No, year before. And, you know, the lyric goes, um, the worst is over, you can have the best of me. We got older, but we're still young, and we never grew up. This feeling that we won't give up, and I just love that. I love nice. that part of us and our ability to move on and and put the worst stuff behind us and, and carry on with our life. Yeah, make some good stuff. And we won't give up. That's no. the important thing. Like we we love each other, and, and that's great. What what happier thought can we have than that? It's amazing. That's true. That is good. Um, you done? Yeah, pretty good to top that. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna do something selfless this week. My happy thought is uh, my friend Beth has done really well with her business, the Marble Craft Company. Um, I'm I'm gonna try and put it on our group. Um, if you look for Ben's bedtime stories on Facebook, she does handmade. Um, coasters, placemats she's just started doing jewellery um, all absolutely gorgeous hand crafted pieces and it would be really good if you guys could have a look and she's primarily and a tattoo artist her. as well so like the she's, fact that she's doing so well with this business and when she can't work in a yeah. business because of COVID she's doing brilliant blessing and yeah. so even if you just want to go and have a look at her posters and stuff she's making they're gorgeous and i'm excited because i bought two pairs of pet earrings i'm really sorry about it no, i'm gonna stop spending money um i bought two pairs of earrings that this is the first time she's told me right. yeah it is um that i'm getting tomorrow and i will put pictures up in our group when i get them they're cute um so go and check out her work because she's a brilliant artist and i love her work it's great um ben there's a picture of junko that we're gonna show you because that was her when she was alive um, I'm really sorry for how depressing the story is. I will try and find maybe a nicer one, but look, this is the shit you come for. Let's do an I Survived um, next week. Let's do an I Survived. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of it. I'm going to go for a wee now because I might go and... If I don't go and wee, I'm going to cry. Um, thank you for listening. Thank um, you. I'm so sorry. Thank you very much. I'm really sorry. Um, uh, let me know if you like this. Um, if you've got requests, let us know because... <coughs> That's, I'm really sorry for him. I'm really sorry. I'm um, no, he's not. He's not sorry at all. I'm not sorry. If you've got requests, let us know because I need. I want sorry, some ideas. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not I, sure. I didn't burst into song. No, I thought it was going to be a problem. I want to know what you want to listen to. Give me some stuff that I should tell Ben. Um, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Ben? Yes. Over and out. <laughs>